everyone. My name is Catherine, and I'm here today with Media. Welcome to What's Up with La Mesita. Remember, you are listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, Chicago. Today, we have a wonderful opportunity to speak with a fellow artist, singer, songwriter, and multi instrumentalist from Monterrey, Mexico, Adam Stone. Stone implements his distinguished blues influences with hip hop and heavy rock rhythms. However, his first five singles, including Every Day and Bright, are solely based on hip hop. Hello, Adam. Hello. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm very happy to be here back again with you. I remember being back in October 2019 uh, for the first time. So it's wonderful to be back here. Well, we're so lucky to have you. Um, we'd first like to thank you for your time and for being here with us today. But I think we're going to jump into the questions now. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So our first question today. Artists have been creating their and using their alter ego as a form of expression and extension of their craft and art. Can you, Adam, explain to us your idea of this alter ego? Well, I guess you're referring to, to the ghost and all the image that I have when, when I play on stage. I, I don't really you know, look at it as if it was an alter ego, but uh, it, it all started with uh, wanting to, to draw attention to people when I'm playing in a new place. And that came about when, when I started playing uh, when I was younger, like 17, 18 years old, and I was actually more driven into acoustic and singer-songwriter type of music. And, and performing at this type of open mics, I started to see that there was a pattern and there was a lot of people that were playing only with the guitar and singing. So having like 20 people doing the same thing, it was kind of hard to, to make people remember my image, so to say. So I started thinking about possible things that could draw attention to people when I got up on stage. And one of them was having or wearing something. And that was the ghost blanket, which, uh, you know, it, it came about that. But then I saw that there was potential into uh, putting meaning to it. So uh, now that ha I'm having like the ghost blanket uh, with me, and I'm writing music as well. I'm trying to implement both things and giving like the whole uh, concept uh, a meaning behind everything. So if you listen to my music or if you watch uh, the everyday video, which is on YouTube, you can see the ghost that's there with me and, and kind of plays along with the whole story. So yeah, in a way it can be an alter ego, but uh, I say it's also kind of like uh, something to drag attention and uh, I don't know if it's going to be there the whole time but I mean, for now I'm trying to uh, you know expand it as much as I can. That's super interesting thank you for sharing that with us. Um, may I ask who plays the ghost in your music videos? Uh, it's a famous person I think it's like the president of uh, a country or something like that you know yeah I think uh, it's it's top secret you know you have to wait until it's revealed and I don't know when that's going to happen but it might happen soon since I'm uh, releasing new music uh, but you, know, you just have to, to wait. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I'm sure that the reveal will be highly anticipated but do you think we'll see any more personas or personalities from you in the future besides a ghost? Well right now I'm, I'm, I think I'm more concentrated on, on uh, what I'm doing right now so I'm working like I said as much as I can with the ghost and expand the meaning as much as I can and uh, we'll see if in the, in the future there's something else or something uh, similar or you know, who knows what, what can happen later. 
We checked out your work on YouTube. By the way, we love your music videos. It's very creative and interesting. Yeah, thank you. How do you decide which songs to feature the ghost costume for when performing live? Well, it has to be um, the the first song. So it really has. There's a lot of factors that I have to take into consideration because having the ghost on top of me kind of prevents me from playing guitar since like I actually choke inside the ghost blanket if I have like a strap of the guitar and then look so many layers on top of me. So I tried to use uh, the ghost blanket in a song where I'm just uh, singing or standing up and, and rapping. And that will go at the beginning of the set since I think like the first song, if I'm playing in a new place, the first song, it's very important. So. Uh, so, for example, if, if you if you're playing at this new uh, you know place and uh, people don't know you and you have this one chance in the first song to make people turn around and, and, and see you and watch you play, if you don't grab their attention right away, they're just going to turn around and keep on doing what they're doing. So I think like the first song has to be very uh, powerful. So that's why I also implement the ghost blanket in the first song. So right away I can get people's attention and hopefully they can continue watching me for the rest of the show. In our previous conversation with La Mesita, you mentioned you had a family member being in support, um, playing with you on the drums in your music. Do you two still work together? And how does working with the family member feel and work out for you? Yeah, that's actually a, a good question. I'm very glad you brought it up. Uh, well, the story with my, my sister, she's the one who plays the drums with me. When I was younger, when I was like 12 and she was seven, we, well, I was the one who was more musical. And in my generation at school, there wasn't a lot of people who wanted to play music. Well, actually, there wasn't really a lot of people who played music. So it was very hard for me to, to find people. And I was very uh, versatile in that way in which I, I could play different instruments. I have a drum set in my house. I had a piano. I had a guitar. So I have been playing this instrument for basically all my life. And it was very easy to me to just recruit my sister or like she likes to say, force her to play the drums and uh, teach her how to play the drums, I guess. So we started playing in my, in my house and in my room just to kind of see what could happen. And that eventually uh, brought us to playing into uh, school talent shows. Uh, and that was pretty fun to play with all her friends as well, but she was the drummer. And when I started high school, I really uh, started my own way because uh, I think she also had enough of me gelling at her, but I, I promise it wasn't trying to be mean. It was just that I wanted things to be perfect. But when I started high school, I started meeting new people. So, you know, I, I met uh, a lot of drummers, a lot of bass players. So I had the opportunity to, to play with other people. So I kind of forgot about my sister in that way and she also didn't want to play but it was on some quarantine when it started and I was doing some live streams on Instagram that she told me like she wanted to play the drums again and I wasn't very sure if it was just going to be temporal or something that was going to be for, for a good while and right now I'm very happy that things are working out we've been planning a lot of things and that, had, that has influenced a lot of my music because when I'm writing a new song, I'm all thinking about the drums as well. Whereas uh, before I was only thinking about uh, what I wanted to hear or what I wanted to create. But now having somebody else playing the drums, I, I want to make it interesting as well for, for them. So in that case, it's my sister and I'm very happy to have her with me. And like you said, 
uh, it's very, very, very cool to have a, a family member because like nobody understands, uh, you know, the things that, that we like as much as we do. So we, we have pretty much the same musical taste and uh, we, we think uh, the same about a lot of things and, and that, that's an advantage for, for me and to, and I hope that we can keep on doing that. Like we, we really see ourselves uh, hopefully in the future playing together in, in big places and you know traveling around with a family member will be will be great that's so cool that you guys have been you know playing together all these years even though you took a little break but it's awesome mm -hmm. that you guys are playing together again and hopefully it'll be for many years to come mm -hmm. if you got to have a feature with any artist who would it be and why since my music is in english i think i will what i know is that i would like to to collaborate with someone who who sings in, in spanish or does something uh, kind of uh, regional from over here. Uh, I think that will be a nice blend. And given also that our, our uh, musical uh, genre is very different, and I think that there's uh, nice ways to, to, to mix it. Uh, and I think that really comes from, from me uh, kind of uh, improvising sometimes over, over popular and contemporary music. Uh, like playing guitar on top of uh, reggaeton songs or something like that. And for me, I, I think that it sounds very cool. So I think in the future, it will be very nice to collaborate with someone in that uh, genre. And I think we could create something uh, very interesting. Okay, awesome. So with COVID restrictions getting lifted for the summer, is there anywhere you've thought about where you'd really like to visit or tour? Well, I really have to go back to Chicago because I left my guitar there. and. <laughs> It's been like a year since uh, I've seen her, so I'm very sad about that. So I know that the first thing that I have to do is go back to Chicago. Like, I think I think uh, I mentioned this back in October in 2019 when I came uh, for the first time. I was studying at Columbia College uh, and uh, I had to, to put a pause to that since, you know, all of these things started to happen and I have to leave my belongings over there and uh, that's the first thing that I have to do when, when things get better. But I certainly want to, to start playing, uh, even if it's just around here in, in my hometown, uh, because I really want to expose my sister and, and have her have this experience of playing live. So yeah, I think that's pretty much what, what I've been thinking about. And now getting more personal, where was a notable place you have performed? Growing up here in, in, in Mexico and, and then having the opportunity to play in Chicago while I was studying, I think even if it was just like a small open mics uh, throughout the city or even here with uh, La Mesita, you know, like for me, that's something very big since it's outside my, my country. And uh, I also had the opportunity to play and perform at an open mic in, in London when I was uh, in a trip which actually had nothing to do with, with music. It was a family trip because my sister uh, was celebrating her uh, 15th birthday, you know, uh, quinceanera and all of that. Uh, and being there, I, I looked just, I, I went to search for, for an open mic and I was able to perform there. And actually being at, in Quebec as well uh, with uh, the school and my high school, I had the opportunity to perform there in front of the, of the entire university. So, you know, even if these were kind of small and like unexpected uh, presentations, they're still very meaningful to me because they were outside of my country. So I hope that I can 
uh, continue doing that. Cool. So now we're going to go a little bit off topic. But in our previous conversation, you mentioned that you were attending Columbia College Chicago and moving in and around the city and the world. So we want to ask you, what are a few of your favorite spots in the city of Chicago or where you're currently residing? Well, I mean, my favorite place in, in Chicago was uh, going for for a run uh, just around the, the lake. That was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I think uh, Millennium Park and being there with, with friends playing football, that was pretty cool. And over here in my, in my hometown, I think since I grew up here, it's just, you know, really getting boring. But I really enjoy just uh, my, my neighborhood. But if I had to choose, it would be, I mean, running around uh, the park in, in Chicago because we don't have uh, like a big lake over here. So for me, that was a very big thing, very like inspirational moment when I was just running and, and feeling all the air in my, in my face. That was pretty cool. Yeah, true. The lake definitely is one of the best parts of living in Chicago. So do you have any notable destinations for food in Chicago? Oh, I went to Devil Docks. That was pretty, pretty nice. But I did went so much that, you know, I'm starting to regret it. But it was pretty cool. I also went to Pilsen area. I've never went like to like a actual Mexican restaurant in another place that like in another country that had food that reminded me of my hometown. That was pretty cool as well. I do not remember the actual name, but I'm pretty sure like all the restaurants there are pretty, pretty nice. Uh, but if I had to choose something like I've never had before, it will be probably Devil Dogs. And I think there was also a restaurant called Miller's Pub, which was the first restaurant that I went with my father when he came to to uh, visit me uh, just about uh, like two years ago as well. So I think that has like a more like emotional value to me. The Devil Dogs will be perfect, like something that I don't have here. So that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, moving along with the conversation, we noticed you covered a lot of your tracks under the on under the cover on your YouTube channel. Great videos, by the way. Oh, thank you. But <laughs> could you describe to us the meaning or metaphor behind your song "Puzzle Piece"? Oh yeah. Well, I haven't thought about the song for a while since you know I've been working on new songs. Uh, but yeah, so "Puzzle Piece," I remember I wrote it like in, in 2018. So it's one of the oldest songs that I've released. And at the beginning, the metaphor of the puzzle piece was really about like a, a love story, you know, just some weird love story idea that I had when I was like 15 or 16 and falling in love. Um, and but I'm very glad that I later changed it to something much more uh, deep, I would say. And, and that is that uh, I think in the video I mentioned it has two meanings. And, and one of them, uh, well, there's the line, I'll break it down like a puzzle piece, and, and then I'm breaking down like a puzzle piece. There's a slight difference. When I say I'm breaking down like a puzzle piece, it's just like a metaphor, or I feel like all my problems are consuming me, that I'm breaking apart. But when I say I'll break it down like a puzzle piece, it's now me saying that, I'm, that I know that I'm capable to, uh, you know, say destroying these problems and, and for, for one time. And uh, that's the second metaphor, to be able to, you know, destroy all those problems like if there were a bunch of puzzle pieces, like if you were destroying a puzzle. So that's kind of the, of the metaphor that I had for that song. 
cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. You also shared in the in the first episode of Under the Cover that the ghost is the problem following your real persona. Do you often feel like people create these alter egos to flesh out their inner self, inner virtues? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, for me, you know, I really didn't think about these things when I was writing the song or when I was, you know, thinking about the meanings or anything. But I, I see, I mean, I think that the people can, people use this method of having these alter egos to, to represent uh, their problems and, and, and everything. For me, it really came, like, a, like, a, like we mentioned at the beginning of the, of the conversation, that it, the ghost really came first as an idea to, to draw attention to people. The meaning came later. So my, um, the way that I uh, addressed all this you know, problem and alter ego really wasn't about thinking that I needed an alter ego. It was just more about thinking about uh, something to draw attention and then the meaning came. So, but I think for some people it works the other way around as well. So I think it really depends on the on the artist and what they're trying to 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 spread. After listening to the song every day, we believe it has a strong meaning. In your own words, how would you describe the meaning behind the song, and what is the connection of every day and the ghost in the video? Well, every day is just the same. <laughs> uh, so the the meaning is just. Uh, when when we encounter a problem as an individual, uh, you know everyone has their own problems that they only understand. So sometimes it's very hard for other people to understand completely what we're going through. Uh, in fact, sometimes they might not even care what we're going through. So we are the only individuals that know what we're dealing with. And for for every day, it's just this constant battle that repeats. Like I say, every day. So every single day, there's something that reminds you of that problem or that uh, makes you feel bad you know it, it can be anything so I cannot really say something in specific because it can mean something different for for everyone so uh, but from my point of view uh, and from my own experiences it was something that repeated itself every day and everywhere I went so if there was something that reminded me of a certain problem like uh, I was just very tired to go to the kitchen and see something that reminds me of that and turn on the TV and there was something that reminds me of that. You know, go outside for a walk, there's something that reminds me of that. So that's kind of like the meaning behind every day. But there's also a slight um, difference there because I, there's a line that says, I'm a stalker of pain, which that really contradicts everything because you as an individual also know where to find these things that cause you pain. So it's very easy sometimes for people to go and look for it on purpose, just to feel bad. And that's uh, kind of like uh, the two meanings that it has. And the ghost in the video plays the actual problem. So I'm doing a lot of like daily activities. So like I wake up, I'm having breakfast and playing basketball. I'm walking, I'm driving my the motorcycle or whatever or just doing a lot of basic and daily things, I mean. And the ghost is always present everywhere I go. So that's what the problem represents. It's, represent, it's appearing everywhere I go and reminding me of the problem every day. Also, we touched up on any new sounds and styles of artists that you would like to work with. Have you ever thought about collaborating with a band or a collective? 
Um, I think I've thought about that just very slightly. You know, I think I've, I've been more focused, like I said, with my own project. I'm trying to really first uh, make people know me and, and recognize me by my name and by my show and by my music. And then, you know, uh, moving on to, to collaborations and, and featurings and all of that stuff. So for now, I think my first job is to, to really, you know, put my name out there. So with quarantine and everything, we've all been residing and working from home. But have you discovered any new artists or songs while at home that you want to share with us? Well, I discovered uh, a, a lot of uh, duo bands. And, and I, I started listening to them because, well, me and my sister, ultimately we are sort of a duo, but also a solo project. It's kind of weird, but I've been listening to a lot of uh, duos and, and those include a band from the UK called Slaves, which is uh, a punk duo, and uh, Royal Blood as well, which is also a, a duo from the UK. They're a little bit more alternative rock. And what I do when I discover these new artists is really to analyze them when they play live, so I can kind of get an inspiration of what to do when when I when it's my turn to play live and, and see what ideas I can come up with. So those two bands are bands that are currently inspiring my sound, the Slaves and, and Royal If you were to go on a road trip with three albums, what would you pick? I will pick Absolution by Muse. I'll pick uh, an album from uh, John Fogerty, which is the singer from Creedence Clearwater Revival. He, he did a, an album called Wrote a Song for Everyone, and, and that has uh, a very uh, powerful meaning to me because the first time that I heard it was when I was actually on a road trip with my, my parents. So Absolution, uh, Wrote a Song for Everyone, and uh, and the last one, I wouldn't know. It really depends on which road trip and where I'm heading to. Uh, if, if it's through, through you know, the plains of, of somewhere in the Midwest of, of the United States, then I'll probably choose something a little more country or something like that. Probably uh, choose, I don't know, I'll leave the third album as, uh, I don't know. So the first two, Absolution and Horizon uh, for Everyone. So speaking of the media, what is your go-to book? Well, I have two, depending on, on, on what I want to, to read. Uh, the first one, if I want something a little bit fictional, will be The Hobbit. And if it's a little bit more for my self-care, it's a book called 12 Rules for Life. And I think those books are the ones that I've recently read and that I will really go back and, and read them again. Yeah. I totally agree. So like looking into the past, if you could give yourself an advice two years ago, what would it be? Two years ago, advice to my personal self, and, and that would be to watch what I put on my mouth in regards to the food, <laughs> because during quarantine, I just went like an animal and started eating so much. And I didn't uh, do a lot of exercise. And, and, and right now I'm, I'm a very active person and I'm going to the gym and everything, but I would I wish that I started that before. Uh, so uh, I think that would be my advice for uh, my younger self to to start, you know, having a healthy, healthy life, healthy lifestyle. And 
you would send a message to your future self, what would it be? A message to my future self. Yeah, actually, I have a, uh, I have made some some uh, messages. Like uh, I have recorded myself when I was bored in my room, and I was and I told myself I'm just going to watch this video like in in three years or something and, and see what happens. But in that video, what I was talking about, I was just saying you know where I was standing at that moment, like uh, very detailed analysis of who I was that day. Uh, like for example, like uh, right now you are, you know, about to record a new song. You have this idea. Your, you know, this family member is still alive. Uh, you have this many followers on your social media. You know, it was like a whole self uh, analysis, and I think I will do that again, and, and just to to see where am I in life today, and just see that in a couple of years and 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 when I and obviously in that meantime uh, working to be better and to and to progress and hopefully in those couple of years when I rewatch the video I'll be very proud of myself as to where I'm standing at that moment. That's great. Thank you Adam for your time with La Mesita. Before we let you go, one last question, okay? If Adam Stone the ghost was a special was a special food menu item, what food would Adam Stone slash the ghost be? Well, it has to be something Mexican. I mean, I have to have to be uh, respectful with my culture and I have to, you know, make it big. But it would probably just be any dish that my mom makes, I guess. That's pretty Mexican. So it will, it will be very unique. You know, it wouldn't be just like a hamburger or something like that. It would actually be something cooked. Uh, from the kitchen of my house. So it's a surprise, you never know. Every day is going to be something different. Okay, Adam, we had a wonderful time with you and we truly admire your work. We wish you the best and thank you for your wisdom. This has been La Mesita. My name is Katie. And I'm Nidia. And you have been listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio Chicago. Until next time. One of yours. I got my own vision. I run my own thoughts. I turn them into rapping songs. I don't follow music sheets. I have my own. I don't follow band directors. Like to work with my behavior. I rap what I think. I sing what I feel. I scream when I feel that singing isn't enough to battle this. All my thoughts get ahead of me. I speed them on a paper. Sell them out of Christian nation. I'll end up in the maze. You think you are on the top of the world. But I.